Hey everyone. Hi everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on another. Still moments with Jesus. There we go. <laughs> Almost Sorry, hit I sprinkled that one. <laughs> Almost said it. So close. I'm so not close. used to being the one who's <laughs> the one who has completed. Sorry. Uh, My bad. Today, uh, we realized over podcasts that you all don't know who we are. No. And what our call stories are. So if you don't know, uh, and you're not in the ministry world, a call story basically is uh, how you got, uh, how you got to where you are in your ministry experience, or how has God called you or worked in your life to and drawn you to yes serve under Him, I'd say, or serve mm-hmm. with Him. So mm-hmm. actually serve alongside Him. Mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah. Friendship. Yeah. Friendship with Jesus. Yeah. As ministers. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. So uh, today, we're going to go over that, and hopefully, when you hear call stories, our prayer for today is, is that you'll hear maybe a little something for yourself as well. Yeah. Or maybe something that yeah. you've been waiting on or waiting for, or really taking time, discerning is another word we use a lot in ministry, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically thinking about something and you're a little afraid of doing it but Mm. it might be good for you to actually do it (laughs) so Mm. hopefully this is what today's podcast will be about yeah and help you and also help you figure out even as you um get to see the signs and um even as you also try and figure out like what it is that you are getting called to do in the world Mm mm-hmm so Maya, how about you sort us out today? Tell us about your story. Ah, thank you so much, Brian. <laughs> uh, you didn't want to go first? <laughs> wow, <laughs> nice. Uh, so you first today. I grew up in a very. I think the craziness about both Brian and I is that in our marriage we're coming from two very different contexts mm-hmm. and social cultures. Mm-hmm. So i grew up in a would say a liberal church to not a universalist unitarian but we're getting pretty close mm. uh protests every single weekend uh marching feeding the homeless any type of service that you could do very much into like the book of james idea of mm. yeah faith without works mm. right uh and i would honestly say that it really helped shape and form me into the person that I strive to be. Yeah. Uh, even though today I might not follow the same exact doctrine mm-hmm. that the church I grew up in, grew up in. Eh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, but I do know that it really helped form me to be a person that believes in helping and supporting others. Mm-hmm. Right. So I d- went to church. I would say six out of seven days a week sometimes uh Mm. my parents were both heavily involved in the church my mom Mm. was the head of women's ministry Mm. uh my dad was on the board right for years Mm. uh donations i I got to the point where i was doing choir and even bell choir and i can't play the bells to save my life and it was that was the worst (laughs) part (laughs) yeah oh no that's because i don't like to talk about bell choir bell choir was i was bad at bell choir let me say they, they gave me i was so bad they gave me like one bell at the end note and i'd still miss it like after the entire song like the big bell just go doom and i couldn't do it i could not do it at all i can sing i'm sorry it's okay yeah you can sing. yeah i can sing it's very nice yeah 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 um 
so yeah, so I went uh, Bell Choir. Then after that, uh, yeah, <laughs> still bad. But after that, at that point, I had this struggle of just, I was going to church all the time. I was in two choirs by the time I hit high school, one at a Baptist church, one at a Methodist church, which is the church that I was a part of all my life, right? Mm. Uh, and I, I mean, I was doing double duty, singing, uh, helping with ministry stuff, being a part of the church, doing everything I could. And I got to, mm. then I was like, oh, I'll go to a Christian university uh, in Tennessee. And I did, and mm. it was uh, great. Uh, it was, it was wonderful. I met amazing friends. It it was a Christian university, but a music school as well. So I went in for music business, mm. had a wonderful time there, but while I was there, two things happened to me. And, uh, mm. I would say right now before, if you want to skip past this point, I will be talking about, uh, SA or sexual assault. Mm. Uh, so if you're sensitive to that, uh, you can yeah. skip over until Brian's part. <laughs> right. Yeah, and right. also uh, health issues as well. Hmm. So uh, when I was 18 years old, I was sexually assaulted by a guy I was dating, right? Hmm. And that was over my summer of my freshman year of college. Hmm. After that, uh, I got a call in my sophomore year, like the first month in, that one of my family members... Uh, was incredibly ill, sick, mm-hmm. and I had to make the decision on whether to stay in school or to drop out to take care of someone. Mm-hmm. So I immediately went from having to have being like a country music uh, to stylist for country music television, my <laughs> right, mm-hmm. to then being a a victim and then or survivor, and mm-hmm. then also having to, to uplift my life to take care of someone else for Mm. about two years and in that time period I like completely lost my faith like Mm. I did not believe in anything you couldn't tell me I believed in anything I didn't believe in no Jesus I didn't believe in nobody right absolutely zero percent no one I just I I was hollow Mm. and trying to figure out how could a God like love me and take care of me and then cause me to go through so much pain right Mm. in my head that's where I was at mentally so then after that, I started after two years, end up being able to go back to school, mm-hmm. uh, getting my ethnic studies degree. In the meantime, though, I started to like feel this like inkling, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, maybe I am not, you know, mm-hmm. maybe I'm not like a atheist completely. I'll be agnostic and maybe, maybe I'll do like yoga or uh, Mm. astrology or anything else. Uh, So if this is ringing any bells, I I feel you, I hear you. I have also been there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Got the t-shirt. Yes, got the t-shirt, got all the awards, all the medals. I then started to realize uh, that there was something more. So then I started looking into like uh, religions, I, I guess like would be heavier, heavier. So like, yoga turned into like other like, oh maybe I'll look at like Yogananda or Hinduism or Buddhism mm-hmm. and what do those look like and all that stuff, right? And mm-hmm. the craziest part out of all of it, and I'm I am when I say like I am like, 
liberal, <laughs> but still this is, uh, there, there's no way to beat around the bush about this, is that every single time I was part about a different, I was in a different religious organization, I was, it always the subject line, the story, anything about it was about Jesus. Mm. And Brian's heard this story a million times, right? but it still is a crazy, it's right. just... I was in the Buddhist center and we're reading scripture, right? Still blows my mind. Still blows my mind. It blows my mind too. I was learning from Hindus and for some reason we're talking about the Bible that day, right? <laughs> I, w I would take time to like research the religion, get really deep involved in it. And then I would go and be like, today's the day. Today's the day I really follow this religion. Like this is the deity for me. I figured it out. All that stuff, right? Yeah. And every single time, to my uh, my frustration and anger, it was always about Jesus. Mm. I like I'm talking about I'm going to a mosque and we're talking about like, oh like yeah, let's look in the Quran and parts of Jesus, but let's also just like look at scripture today. Like out of, <laughs> out of all the days, out of all the days, right? <laughs> and so I finally was like, okay, Jesus, I am still furious with you, but I am going to go back to church. Mm. I will I will just go back to church. And I did. And it was like a lightning bolt and I was just full back into it, doing everything with ministry, falling back in love with it, really finding myself, but I still and I got to the point where I was like I'm doing youth ministry, I'm working in the church. Mm. People are starting to ask me to go to seminary, so I started looking at seminary. I, after a year of like discerning, I was like, "Okay, I'm going to go to the seminary that I graduated from." And well, now that I'm graduated from, mm. and I, but when I was going there, I was like, great. I know exactly what I'm going to be. I know what denomination I'm in. I know what ministry I'm in. I am good to go. <laughs> great. I'm I, like, you know, we're done. I'm so mm -hmm. happy. I'm done. Like this was super, this is a rough start. Yeah. yeah. Oh, also side note is that, uh, the person I took care of while they were sick are now completely healthy and doing better than yeah. ever. And I thank had, God. Thank, thank God. 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 Yes. Yeah. And I had a wonderful therapist and then a support system that walked me through my own uh, heart, like my own assault experience. Mm. And yeah, both of those are things that are that happened in my life, mm -hmm. but they don't make up who I am. And it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things I always forget. And not, I don't forget the situations, but I forget like, oh yeah, this did happen. Because I was so lucky and blessed to be able to work through them and then have mm. people who, to support me through the entire experiences, right? right? Anyway, I go to seminary. I have a wonderful time for the first, I would say, two days. Mm. And then I get into my classes and I'm not getting the answers that I thought I was going to be getting. Mm. I was like, I, cause I was newer still. I was like, I, I need to know scripture. I don't really know it that well. Um, and it was like this wall. And then all of a sudden it was like, Whoa, I don't believe I, I'm not following along what you all are saying or why are you saying God is good? Where is it saying me? And where is it? Where are we talking about in the text? Mm. Why aren't we looking at more things textually? Why am I not looking at scripture heavily? Right? Mm. So I have a massive breakdown my first semester right. in seminary. Like just right. crash burn. And Brian was along there with me because we met by that time. And he was very loving and supportive during the mm. entire process because I crashed mm. hard. That's true. I did That's not. True. 
I was like the denomination I was a part of, I was not happy about. There was just so much of just chaos, right? And mm-hmm. it just was not, I didn't know where to go from there. So then I started outside of my classes, honestly working with Brian, Brian to mm. I would like study in classes, but then I would study the text mm. once I got done, mm. right? Yeah. Like for the day. So I'm like doing double duty at this point for two years. Yeah. And I graduated and I'm very happy and grateful about it because, man, it was a hard two years. Yeah. Got a Master of Theological Studies. And at that point, again, I got cocky and was like, I'm all right, Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go into a nonprofit real quick. Mm-hmm. Or oh, you didn't say what your MTS was about, your Master of Theological Studies. What did you major in? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. What did you focus on? Womanist theology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also ministry yeah yeah ministry and womanist theology i'm getting to a beat here (laughs) thank you (laughs) drafting i didn't want to to miss out Uh uh-huh thank you uh but both thank you i'm proud of you too we did well uh but in the meantime of getting married to brian and having this great future ahead i still was like all right i'll just get a non-profit job it's fine and I'll just look at other denominations. Start mm. looking at other denominations. Nothing is fitting. Everything feels chaotic again. Right. I get crashed for the third time. <laughs> and I was like, mm. and it was one of those moments where I was like, Jesus, do I have to have a trinity of crashing right now? Like, do I have to crash third, third my third time of crashing? Mm. So it got to the point where both Brian and I were just not getting work, not getting stuff. Mm. and feeling frustrated mm. and we had to take time of prayer and fasting and being like god i am so scared right now of mm. what you're asking me to do mm. and that is just and that i knew was to start my own ministry because even though i will <laughs> even though i before I even went into seminary, I had people telling me, oh, Maya, I can't wait for you to start your own church. And mm. I would say to them, oh, like, yeah, I'm a part of this denomination. And they said, no, I can't wait for you to start your own church because I don't know about a denomination, but I want to go to a church that you're at the head of. Right. Mm. And that absolutely terrified me. And mm. it terrified me all through seminary because people said it to me during seminary and it still terrifies me today while I'm actually doing ministry and starting our own church Mm. (laughs) right (laughs) Mm. and starting our own ministry and officially Mm. right Mm. and I think that's the thing that is amazing and also horrifying about the call is that God literally has (laughs) it's not pressed me into a corner but (laughs) at some points it's wow like, I don't know Isaiah, what exactly Isaiah was feeling, but mm-hmm. I feel him. I don't know what Jonah is that Jonah and I relate. I relate. I relate a lot to Jonah because Jonah tried to run and I like running as well <laughs> away, <laughs> but clearly it doesn't work. So for me, it was, yeah. oh, this moment of us doing podcasts are like the beauty of doing podcasts and doing youtube and doing everything else yeah is that this is the thing that's been financially supporting us Mm -hmm. this ministry has been the only thing the entire time 
yeah. that we have gotten feedback about that I've been able to start teaching, mm-hmm. doing Bible studies, everything else. And it's because I know what God has called me for. But I have to say, and if you're feeling in this moment too, that you are terrified of whatever God is calling you to do, I still don't have like a significant amount of financial need to like leave my mother's house, right? Right. Like I'm not out of the woods yet. We're not out of the woods yet. No. But having faith and knowing that God is walking with us mm-hmm. and every single time I walk on the path that I know God has called me to do that it's getting better yeah. so hopefully in the next six months I'll be able to update you all with how great things have been and be an example of God's grace and glory and love mm. on this earth right Yeah. and that is the beauty of the call but it's also the this freaking scary part about the call right mm. because it's not where i thought i was gonna be it's not where i wanted to be it's mm. not it's not any of that but i know it's it feels right and yeah. i have peace at night when i sleep yeah amen to that yeah so brian after saying my call story so <laughs> wonderfully <laughs> if i do say so myself so wonderful. Thank you. It's so beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Like you. Like, oh, look the compliments. <laughs> stop it. But don't stop it. You can stop. Uh, continue. Okay. I, I guess I guess I'm supposed to uh, pick up from there, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what that's where you're going. Let, let me try my best, people. Mm-hmm. I my wife's better than I am at this at these things. I'm a little more camera shy and video shy and audio shy. You name it. Um. Yeah. So as my wife. Maya just uh, said uh, I we both come from very different contexts right so Maya's American she's from the west she's from out west uh, I'm from Kenya out east mm-hmm. so um, out by the horn of Africa uh, in a wonderful little country known as Kenya um, I grew up th- was born there grew up there uh, have family there, um, and I had no clue that I'd end up in ministry as a kid. Never had the slightest hint of anyone going down that path, like of me going down that path, or knowing anyone in the family would go down that path. Um, and I think it was particularly daunting to me when I finally heard and had it confirmed so many times. In my experience of spirituality, and if you're African and you're listening to this, you probably have an idea of what I'm saying. Just because the, the world or realm of the supernatural and the natural don't seem to co- don't seem to clash. They tend mm. to interact a lot, which is not much of a worldview that you'll find like uh, out west uh, most of the time. Um, so if you can hear me and you can relate to this, oh, you're going to have a blast with this. Um, and my wife is smiling as uh, she hears me say this. I appreciate that. Thank you for the encouragement, sweetie. Um, yeah, so I was born into a small family. Um, they were Christian. Uh, my dad was originally Roman Catholic. My mom originally Anglican. Uh, by the time they met, uh, my mom was uh, had just moved into more of a... Uh, uh, char- not really charismatic, but kind of like a more Pentecostal type church uh, based out in Africa that came out of something known as the Kutendeleza movement. 
uh, and was also born of uh, Canadian Canadian missionaries from back in the day. Um, we're gonna do a podcast. We're gonna do a whole podcast <laughs> on that later. Uh, and my dad as well, coming from a Roman Catholic background, uh, wasn't too sure about like all of that, and with my mom. So it was always a battle of like church on Sundays uh, for both of them for a while, uh, especially when I was still young. Uh, so growing up, I grew up exposed to uh, you know Roman Catholic tradition because that's with the tradition which I ended up getting baptized as a child and being born into. Uh, it's where I got uh, all the initial rituals uh, carried out. It's also where uh, I got to know my first church home. Uh, after that, I also got to know the Anglican Church and then the Charismatic Church or Pentecostal churches um, and also got to and also got to <laughs> Uh, sorry, my wife is <laughs> signaling me to be, uh, to be, uh, uh, to be bold and just talk about it. Okay. So, yeah, she's smiling. She's really encouraging me. Yeah, she's, she's, she's the best. Um, so I grew up in this context and a good chunk of my family were in the sciences. So I have many family members who are doctors, scientists, uh, you name them. Uh, those who are doctors, like vets, and and, and um, who are into veterinary medicine, those who are uh, surgeons, those who are like skilled and well-known uh, people in the fields of science and and, and humanities or so law, uh, and all that kind of you know thing from both sides of my family, both my dad's side and my mom's side, and. Uh, when I was born and when I, as I was growing up, I had such a strong affinity for the sciences. And so that always kind of like gave me this sense of like belonging and a sense of like, okay, this is what I feel I'm supposed to be doing in this world. Because I loved it. Like I loved everything scientific. You could name it. I always got magazines. Uh, I got, uh, what's the name of this magazine? It's a Nat magazine. Geo. I got Nat Geo uh, magazines for, uh, on all things geology and nature and biology i got uh, popular science which is a magazine that focuses a lot on tech um <laughs> yeah I, I i had i had no uh i had no uh biases per se i loved to learn and know a lot about like what's going on in the scientific world right and knowledge and all that stuff because that was the original meaning of the word science back in the day which is knowledge or field of knowledge uh so it's for me the concept of science the sciences and uh, math kind of had a very strong hold on me so um as i grew up and as i was still you know like doing my thing i tried my best to, like experiment on things and i had like my a little lab that i created for myself like dexter like dexter uh, from dexter's laboratory in kid. my room yeah 90s, 90s, 2000s. <laughs> i enjoyed the heck out of it um at this time uh, my parents because they noticed i was very uh introverted tried to get me to uh interact more with people so they kept trying to get me to like talk more and go to like and attend like church camps in kenya and interact with other kids from different churches different backgrounds and for me i was like okay okay i'll just do it i didn't really like it per se because i enjoyed being alone uh, but at the same time, I found it very helpful to still interact with other people and kind of hear their stories. 
And so I was always split between uh, learning people's stories and being concerned with hand working on uh, uh, working in my lab, like w trying out experiments, trying to make my own Morse code uh, m machine, uh, trying to like rebuild computers from scratch, or trying to like work and create like my own like powerful electromagnets, like help me do my work easier. Uh, for me, those things gave me so much joy. I could not overstate how much that made me joy. There's actually a point in time Maya, that I made my own radio frequency. I created, crafted one from a toy set and created my own radio frequency that allowed me to actually broadcast <laughs> stuff back home. Gosh. It was fun. Uh. Uh, and it was functioning. It was fully functioning. Um, I enjoyed that thor thoroughly. Uh -huh. uh, so that is the world in which I, I grew up in and I had a lot of support from family who were already in the sciences and well established in them and uh, I one of the peaks peak moments of my life was when um, in primary school at the end of primary school you had this thing called the national examination that you have to take uh, back home in Kenya I aced sciences and was among the very top in the country so I beat many people both from pri pri private and public schools all together so I was very happy and also made it into my dream school, uh, that happened to a very religious school, um, Roman Catholic run, uh, that um, was known for the sciences. Our principal was a former NASA scientist and a physicist and very well known. Uh, so for me, that was like a highlight of my life. But things took a different turn when I, while I was there because I had my world flipped upside down when I had questions asked about, you know, um, what do you prescribe to? What do you subscribe to? Uh, why is it that your faith is this way and not this other way? I It forced me to ask questions about faith and what I thought I knew. And I realized the more I asked myself those questions, the more uncomfortable I got because I realized I didn't really know why I did some things. Mm. And I realized at the end of the day, when it boiled down to it, that my faith was not my faith. It was the faith of my parents. It was something that was already handed down to me and I had not grown past that. Um, so what I ended up doing was trying to talk to more of our pastor, religious friends, family friends, and just trying to get hold of the, the books and materials and just kind of read up and also ask them questions for those who are comfortable and able to answer them. And I got various answers on different topics. And as time went on, the more I got to realize that, huh, I do not know enough about what I claim to believe in. So as time went by, that was my first year of high school. Second year of high school, I transferred schools and gone into this boarding school uh, that was uh, Turkish-owned, uh, but operated in Kenya, one of the best schools um, in the country and also uh, known for their British education system of education uh, around the world. And they, and it was a fun experience because now I got challenged in a context where I had Muslim students, I had Buddhist students, I had Hindu students, I had different people from different backgrounds, like really posited to me. Um, it's not like I didn't have these kids when I was in primary school, it's just that I didn't ask the same questions when I was in primary school. Um, and each of them had a challenge and it was very fascinating to watch uh, people have discussions during class time without without it developing into like a fight like religious uh, beliefs and why people believed what they believed um and that always uh, drew me in because i was always eager to hear oh why does this person say they believe this or why does this other person say they believe this and they all came from different tra traditions right 
So you had a blend of everyone uh, from Roman Catholic to Evangelical to Protestant to Charismatic to Seventh Day to you name it. You pretty much had a hodgepodge of everyone there. Um, and that's where I got to discover my faith. I think out of all of the places and experiences that I had, that was the place I actually got to discover my faith. Mm. Um, and it was during that process of me discovering my faith in earnest and in silence that I got other people to, I noticed other people notice my call. Because I, I didn't go out there like yelling or shouting or say, saying people do this or do that other thing. But they noticed that in my own personal study of the, of the Bible, during my own private time, they would be, they'd feel comfortable to come to, to approach me and just like ask questions about like their own issues or something they're struggling with. And people would be very open about sharing their own deepest struggles and, and sincere questions and, and uh, problems that they're facing that they don't know how to talk about. Right. And this humbled me because I did not know that this is something that, uh, people struggled with. Sometimes the church puts out, um, puts on this the mean of you know we have everything together <laughs> we know everything we we kind of know that you know things are going to work out this way or that other way but i got to really experience kids struggle not just with faith but just also their own dependence on god not that they did not think there was there was a god but that they struggled with the idea that they have to endure a certain season in their life uh, and i had friends who were going through issues of like moms who were sick uh, they were having issues of going through losing friends um one of the hardest stories to ever hit me when i was in high school uh during this time was when i had just met had just met a friend with this kid who was just running around just you know enjoying himself you know like just having fun with the guys in the hallway and they were just like teasing each other and having fun just like you know having this you know it was a friday it's weekend and then the next day he goes out to party and drink and he dies it was quite literally this friday I knew him the next day he's gone and mm. we got to hear the report on Sunday and it made me realize how short life can be. And, um, and this was not the first time I've actually experienced this. The first time I experienced it was at least four or five years earlier. I was in primary school. I had gone out for lunch with our parents as we usually would on Sunday. We're out of this public space. There's someone I see who I, uh, who my parents are also familiar with, and we're like, "Oh yeah, we know this guy. He's so and so and so." Um, as soon as we were going home later, later that afternoon, guess what we see in the news? He just got he just got into a car a car crash with his motorcycle, mm. and just passed away. Mm. Uh, and that kind of like blew my mind that how much. And how fragile uh, life is. You never know if you're going to be with someone f for so long. Life is very fleeting. Um, and so this caused me to ask some questions about life. And I didn't know who to turn to. Because I didn't really have like anyone in the family who's like minis a minister. <laughs> right? So as I mentioned earlier, many people are like in sciences. They're in law. They're in medicine. They're in other fields. They're nothing close to like the religious at all. Um, and so this was a, an issue I had to struggle and wrestle with alone. And so by the time I was done with high school, I had told myself, yeah, I'd love to go into ministry, but I'd love to do that at a later time. Only for me to have an experience with a very close minister who was a family friend who said, hey, you do realize that you're supposed to start ministry right now, right? And I was like, what do you mean? He said, 
I don't know if you've noticed this, but your call has always been on you since the time you were young. And you have touched lives without knowing that you're touching lives. And you were supposed to be doing this. And I was like, I don't know what you mean. So when the opportunity came for me to go into school, you know, down the line when I got into seminary, I just took it, right? So I just went all in, like right into... Um, uh, ministry because I got to love uh, learning theology and learning about the Bible and, and asking questions and doing a lot of research because the other thing about me was that I loved to read uh, that was never the problem the problem was I loved to read but I didn't know how to read uh, sometimes because I felt like there's a lot of information before me or there's a lot presented to me but I don't know how to process it in the time with the speed and grace that I should have had. And I learned that in seminary. I finally learned how to like properly study and absorb things in seminary. Um, and so during that time that I got to fully discover my call as I helped other pastors and, and colleagues. Yeah. I'm interrupting you like you interrupted me. Yeah. Where did you, where did you get your degree in, Bren? Oh. What, what, what fanciness, what level of fanciness are you in right so, now? So, uh, for my undergrad, I took a bachelor's in uh, Bible and Theology, uh, Bachelor of Arts in Bible and Theology. Um, and that, uh, with a, so Bible and Theology with a minor in ministry. Uh, and that helped me pretty much like uh, know how to minister to different churches. And I kept getting these invitations, right? from different ministers were like, hey, do you mind coming over? Do you mind helping us out? But at the same time, I also went through this moment when uh, families struggled with my call and they didn't really truly approve of it uh, at the time because no one really went into ministry. And for me, that was very confusing to not have family support at the time. So um, having said that, it was still wonderful to see how God like provided, uh, took care of me even when many understood, misunderstood me or did not really get me, like still nurtured me all the way through. So I got my, uh, ma my undergrad degree in that. I got my master's degree at a different uh, seminary later on uh, in uh, biblical studies with a major in, uh, in the Greek and the Hebrew, but mostly focusing on the Hebrew and the Old Testament or Hebrew Bible. So I am a scholar in that. Uh, and not just that, I later on came to the U.S., because I felt God calling me out uh, to be in the U.S. and actually existing as minister here. Uh, so, and that's where I ended up meeting Maya, Yay. who was herself also just searching the text. So we, she got to ask me a lot of fun questions as we were, as we were initially dating. Um, and that was just something that I realized I really needed to appreciate. The fact that I... I have been called and it's something I still wrestle with, right? Because I don't know or have anyone who truly is able to walk beside me for my family. But it was something I had to appreciate for myself that I have been called and God was going to take care of me each step of the way. And that only I would understand it. Uh, and that only I would be able to truly walk that path uh, faithfully, knowing that it's not someone who calls you. It's not a human being who calls you, but it's God who tells you, hey, through different signs, through different ways that, hey, you have been called to actually come and serve my people in this capacity and we need you here. So as you speak, I know I've been called to go into church planting. Uh, I've been called to minister. Uh, I've been called to, amen to that. I've been called to help others find a new connection with God, even as I have 
finally discovered a new connection with God for myself as I read and engage the Bible and the text and just pray and 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 just have this active relationship with God because I realize many people struggle with that. Um, so it's been a blessing to know that that's how God's been using me, not just back home in Kenya, but also here in the U.S. Mm. Um, and I, I wouldn't. It'll be lying. I'd be lying if I said I didn't expect that. But I say that I did not think that that was something I was capable of being used for mm. when I first heard about it. Mm. When I came to understand my call being a very global call, mm. not just for Kenya alone, but for the rest of the world. Mm. And that's something I'm still on a journey on as we speak at this moment. Since Ooh. my chapter is not closed, but it's just beginning. Yes. And with a wonderful woman. Oh, with a wonderful man. Mm-hmm. Brian's not good at bragging about himself, so I'm about to do it for him on his behalf. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my wonderful husband, you don't take the time through humility. Am I get it? Like, mm. you know, blessed. Yeah. Other, <laughs> blessed are the meek. But I would say this is that what both of our purpose and what we both have been called to do and tell me if I'm wrong, Brian, mm. is uh, work with you all, mm. whoever is listening, yeah, on answering the questions that your pastor is too afraid to ask mm. or answer. That's fair. Right? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like such a cool line, but I messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, trust me, the zing still got through. Uh, and getting to the root of the text to help not only with your with your spiritual health mm, right, the purpose yeah. of still moments of jesus for both of us is yeah. have you been able to have a still moment with jesus today right and the beauty is is that god has prepared both of us mm-hmm. in that way of helping and supporting you all yep so on my behalf it's i've walked the walk that a lot of people have walked mm-hmm. when it comes to spiritual stuff and feeling uncomfortable and not knowing where to go what to do or having like putting like crystals in the moon and then hoping that that will help like support me during the day right Mm -hmm. and you know we were talking earlier before the podcast about like having always relying and as mars and retrograde and does that and and (laughs) after finding jesus me not even have to worry about that anymore yeah and the blessing is is that not only I've been trained at a top 50 research institute inside the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is true, mm-hmm. and one of the top seminaries that people like Dr. Martin Luther King has graduated from, mm-hmm. as well as Howard Thurman, mm-hmm. uh, but is that I got to walk alongside Brian, who's an expert at language when it comes to the text. Mm. and has taken the last 10 years of his life to really follow Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic, understanding all of it and really breaking down. Mm. So we know that both of our jobs in our call, what God has called us to do is help you all out spiritually, help you all out with your spiritual health and what that looks like, that third piece of your physical, mental, spiritual. Mm -hmm. And our prayer for you is that from listening to our stories today, that whatever you have been called to do, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll be able to help support you in whatever way we can. 
whatever God's actually pushing you to do. If you're stuck in that dead end job right now, if you're mm. uncomfortable after COVID and you're feeling antsy, because I would say I know everyone seems like they are right now, right. is to say, hey, God, I don't know how I'm going to get from point A to point B, but to mm. have that leap of faith to go do it. And our job is to be able to support you all along there. Yeah. So please, uh, you can find us at stillmomentsofjesus.com. Mm-hmm. You can find us through email. We'll be updating the website shortly yes our patreon uh any place to help walk with you because Mm. right now we know that even though we don't have i would say physical financial any of that we still have god by our side yeah right yeah 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 no that's true that is true i'd say i'd say we really do feel like we have we feel god's presence and not in a cliche type of way i think we've had enough experiences that do show and and do like demonstrate to us that god has really been present mm-hmm. um yeah and just supportive each all each of the stuff each step of the way through like as maya said the way we've been getting finances is not through what we thought we were going to do but through the ministry yeah we mm-hmm. are actually supposed to be doing mm-hmm. which is fine that's how financial gain has come but not because it's not like we're making like a boatload it's it's it, it trickles in like slowly every, every so often it's not frequent so thank you to but our whatever, listeners yeah so thank you to our listeners to everyone of you who's supporting or is trying to support us or is looking for opportunity to support us mm. um it's it's not as frequent but it does make a difference it really does make a difference and we do pray for each of you each, each and every one of you who does share mm-hmm. and just bless us that way thank you thank, thank you, you thank you from the bottom of our hearts for that and our goal at the end of this well not the end of this but with this ministry that we are starting is that if you are feeling like god like you are in that middle that call journey if you are like stuck if you're feeling uncomfortable if you don't know how to talk to jesus if you don't know what the text is saying if you've heard a million different theologies about the bible and you're confused as all get out our goal is we want to be able to help support you yeah so reach out talk to us we're here we're available we are grateful also to all the people who have talked to us and reached out and we are truly humbled by you all reaching out so thank you Mm, thank you thank Thank you you. thank you thank you thank you for just being a blessing in our lives thank you for supporting us uh and thank you for all the new listeners today and we hope that our call stories our journeys yeah we're able to help at least uh, not entertain you find out a little bit more about us but (laughs) but uh being able we want to be able to walk alongside you in this yeah yeah whoever you are wherever you are and we 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 can't help but think about the exciting things that we've encountered as we do this work uh because we don't think god has given us a dull moment at all no (laughs) there's always something new something you learn mm-hmm. um, and you'll realize that Maya and I are very open and we just love to talk about things and mm-hmm. we are we will tell you if you don't really know much about something and uh, but at the same time know that there's love here there is um, there's a genuine care to just know and know uh, and help you know the one who loves you the most and who really cares about you and really just sees you in a way that no one will mm. 
uh, and that's just something we want you to just know even as you're listening to this wherever from wherever you are mm-hmm. in whatever situation in life you're in and you're never that far out mm-hmm. from him no matter what someone else will say no matter what you think he's very close mm-hmm. closer than you think mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah. yeah and with that yeah. we say a wonderful uh, good morning good evening good afternoon good night Good night. Oh yeah. Good night. And good night. And we pray that you have a still moment with Jesus this week. And thank you. Blessings. Yes. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Bye everyone. Bye everyone. (laughs)